Hi guys, you're listening to Shake Well, Don't Settle, a health and wellness podcast hosted by myself, Kenzie Dockle, a podcast created through inspiration from Kaleidoscope, a high vibe collection of juice bars located throughout the Valley of Arizona. Tune in for energetic content surrounding health, fitness, healing, spirituality, self-growth, and wellness. Featuring fellow healers, health gurus, entrepreneurs, and local business owners with a purpose to inspire you to grow through health and healing. Thanks for tuning in. All right, guys, welcome back to Shake Well, Don't Settle. I'm your host, Kenzie Dockle, and today I have my dear friend, Brittany King, with me. She's the creator of All Good Vibes, and she is a lifestyle coach and a local spin instructor at the Madison Improvement Club. Welcome, Brittany. Thanks. We're so excited to have you. I'm excited to be here. I have been bugging Brittany, <laughs> well, since I think we were starting the podcast. Before I think before, yeah, yeah, before I started the podcast, I pulled you outside while I was at work at the Madison. I was like, can you can you be a guest, like, please? And I'm so glad that we finally have you here. And I was completely honored. I was like, really? You want me to be a guest? <laughs> I, got, I mean, I love podcasts. Yeah. So the fact that you asked me, like, made my whole entire day. So. Well, I mean, I was going back, because, I mean, I see you every day at the Madison, but... I've known you since you were my first impression of the Madison when I went to college and I was like I was going a couple days a week you're 6 a.m. at Tempe I was going twice yes. a week and I remember just like pulling you aside and talking to you a couple of times and being like this lady's awesome I love her so much so <laughs> it's you. cool to see you know still be connected with you after all of these years yes. I've known you for I, mean, I think almost like five years yeah, almost five years on- now on Saturday, yeah. it'll be five years. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's crazy. That is yeah. crazy. Amazing. Well, I'm excited to have you here. Yeah, thank you. And at the beginning of our show, we always start with the story of our guests. Mm-hmm. So, who is Brittany King? Who are you? Oh, man. Okay. Well, <laughs> there's a lot of different facets of Brittany King, but uh, basically, without getting too crazy in my story, mm-hmm. uh, I have always been the type of person that was just like, the the energy like I was always like my family always labeled me the happy person and mm-hmm. my friends always labeled me the happy person that's just like how like I always just showed up and that's like the identity that I took on for a long time and then as I started to get older that happiness that was just very came seemed so natural to me mm-hmm. started to get slowly jaded by okay. just reality and how life started to come and the things that I would ignore in my life um, I would often just push them aside and be like no I don't deal with that sure. and then as I got older things started to come up so it's just interesting how like my story started because when uh, back in the day I had a coach ask me to write out my story and I was like I don't have a story yeah. and I was really really resistant to write it out and it's funny when I get asked like what's your story because I still kind of sometimes feel that resistance because sometimes I used to think that in order to have a story it had to be like Tony Robbins or Oprah have gone through crazy ups and downs in life to have a story to share so Mm -hmm. I often was like I don't have a story like I just I had a really good childhood had a nice life but I often forget there was a lot of things that went on that I ignored and a lot of it has led me to what I'm doing and my purpose and my work in uh, here and the now but it's just fascinating to think of like where I was and what I was doing to what I'm doing now yeah, today absolutely I love that you've carried through you know your vibe of being happy your whole life into what you're doing now um, as a lifestyle coach so what was your defining moment that you knew you wanted to be a mm-hmm. lifestyle coach there was a couple there's two really big moments and I didn't even know that 
coaching was a thing a couple years ago. I've always been a natural coach. I've always been a natural born leader. I was always the one in my friends that was taking charge and let's go do this. (laughs) Like party start. That was just me. That was who I was because that's what the only thing that I was good at if I looked back. Like I never felt good at anything. Like I would just do things. I'd play sports and I'd be mediocre, but I'd always be like, okay with that. I just was like, I'm just not that good. But if there was one thing I was always good at, it was that. Uh, Just bringing energy to things. So I didn't know that was a thing. And then I started to kind of hear things, but it just did. I was like, no, like, I don't, I don't really get it. Uh, But for a really long time, I kind of just fell into teaching spin. And I'll kind of get into that story in a little bit. Uh, A lot of things in my life have just kind of been like, oh, here's an opportunity. I'm like, cool, I'm going to try that. And then if that doesn't work, I'll pivot. But it's always just kind of been this natural progression. So when I was working at Lululemon, um, I was... I just started teaching spin for the first time and it just like kind of hit me. I was like, ooh, like I really love sharing my passion of like energy and movement and music and sharing that with people. But I also was kind of terrified to be in front of people. So it was really this conflicting feeling that I had going on for at least two years. And that was the best part of my day. I loved teaching. Once I got past the fear of other people, I was, this was it. I was like, this is so fun. Then I was thinking long term, how am I going to do this for the rest of my life. Like there is definitely a time span where you're in your prime for teaching and you're using your body so much that there's just no way that I could possibly teach spin until, I don't know, I'm like 60, like whatever. So when I was introduced to coaching, I was like still like, oh, that's interesting. Like I could maybe see myself doing that, but I, I still didn't really understand it. And I was always constantly searching for external things going on. So like I said earlier, when the natural happiness started to wear off and these negative thoughts would come in and I was so confused with what was going on, uh, I would I had this like very vicious cycle pattern of like when I'd get to a really good place I would sabotage myself with Mm -hmm. very self-destructive behavior whether that was like food or relationships and it was just this ongoing cycle and I realized it was because all my happiness was external it was all the things surrounding me and I didn't really like myself or love myself so it was just this ongoing thing um and I I knew something kind of had to change because it was just it never it was an ever-ending cycle and I really didn't know what and I started I was in a new relationship and I really liked this guy but I knew if I didn't break the cycle I was going to do the same thing and sabotage myself and my relationship Uh, so I was very aware of it I just didn't know what to do about it and then I was introduced to Whole30. I'm sure you're familiar with Absolutely, Whole30. Absolutely. Totally know so it's Whole30. Like all I've been of, there, done that. And you have there. to cut out all the good things in life, <laughs> yeah. like alcohol yep. and um, cheese and, and sugar, sugar and yep. anything processed. Yep. But a lot of my behavior that was self-destructive was partying and, yep. <laughs> and and eating. And I'd work out like three times a day and then I would just come home and eat like all Whatever the worst food possible. Yep. So that was kind of my pattern. And so I was like, oh, Whole30, cool. I'll lose weight. Like whatever. Yeah. And the first thing was I actually did the whole 30 days, which was a feat in itself. And then the next thing I noticed were my thoughts about myself were so much nicer than they'd have ever been. And I was like, whoa, there's something to this. But I still didn't really know what because, again, it was an external thing at the time. But it was kind of that moment that I knew was like a catalyst. I was like, what I'm putting in my body and the choices that I'm making in my lifestyle are playing a lot into how I feel about myself. Sure. So 
that was definitely the catalyst. And then fast forward, I was like very curious. And so this was all just kind of my own experiment. Like yeah. I'm like, okay, what's going on here? So I did an online um, sports nutrition school for a year and I was kind of in and out of it. But uh, by the end of it, I was like, okay, there's definitely something here, but I'm still, it's it still something was missing for me. Uh, and nutrition is just so complicated. So I uh, found another school that was, and that was always my thing. I was like, okay, well, once I do this, yep. then I can follow through. Sure. It was always constantly yeah, like I had to check pivot. it off yep. the list. And so I started doing um, IIN, which is Integrative School of Nutrition. Okay. And that's more of like a holistic approach. And that's when it really hit me. I was like, whoa, if I'm experiencing this and it was all resonating with yeah. me, I know other people are. And if there was one thing that I always knew is like I was just – I loved people. And so it was kind of just connecting those dots for myself sure. and seeing that this is something that I could – see myself doing especially because I was doing it in my own life so with like my lifestyle it's like you know it's just habits like we create these habits and there's good ones and there's bad ones and a lot of them are so programmed into us that we don't even realize how it impacts the rest of our life oh, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> just every action that we have and the beliefs yeah. that we have about ourselves which leads to any thoughts which leads to a behavior and an action and then which is the result you get. So it was just seeing how all of that is connected and it just was like this giant light bulb. I was like, whoa, like it just hit me and I felt it because I've always known I wanted to help people in a capacity, but I didn't know what I was good at Mm -hmm. because I never was really, I never excelled at anything, like at all, (laughs) other than being social. That's so shocking for me. (laughs) I mean, it's it's true. Like I just, that was was me and I would always hide behind different things from just not being um, in school I was always behind I was put behind in every every um, subject possible mm-hmm. I was always put behind I couldn't take two languages because I wasn't smart enough was what I was labeled the math group I was always behind so I just like never felt like I was going to be able to do anything other than just kind of follow this random path that like put in front of me so I finally was like I'm just gonna make my own path because I hit my ceiling at my job and I was like hitting my ceiling for over two years and I basically my head was like sticking out of the ceiling and I was like I have nowhere to go like I don't know what I'm good at this is my degree I'm not following my degree and I was just completely lost yeah and I was complaining for a while and I finally was like okay I need to make a change so instead of trying to follow this path I just had to kind of pivot and make my own path and I always had this underlying fear of um, not following my degree and like you know going four years into college I'm like oh I didn't use my education degree because that's what I went to school to be a teacher but then I had this aha where everything came full circle and this was that moment that I knew I was doing the right thing was I don't necessarily need to be a teacher but I'm just like I'm an educator I'm a facilitator so ever since I was in school to be a teacher I taught elementary. I ended up teaching computer class for a while. Then when I worked at Lululemon, our title was educator. So then I was educating on the clothing and the community. And then I became a spin instructor. So I was instructing that. So it's been this ongoing theme in my life. I love teaching people whatever it is that I've learned that makes me feel good and Mm -hmm. hopefully it resonates with someone and then they can learn it themselves and teach someone else. So it creates a ripple effect. And that's kind of where my whole mission came from is like, you take care of yourself and then by that you can take care of the people that are important to you and then they can take care of those people and it just creates this beautiful ripple effect within the community and then you know overall hopefully the world but just start small so so when you were going through that process of finding that you were an educator 
who are some of the people that, you know, you brought with you and, like, affect, like, like the guy you were with? Is that now your husband? Yeah. And has he been a part of that journey? Oh, my gosh. And how has he been Ugh. a part of that journey? He has been you? a huge part of that journey. He's, I mean, he's my number one cheerleader and he's so supportive. Yeah. Um, I'm a risk taker. He is not, which is like <laughs> we're like the yin and the yang. Um, but he has been like, I made a, a very scary, large decision to hire a coach right before our wedding. Uh, and it was extremely the most money I've ever spent at one time. I didn't yeah. have the money to do it, and I wasn't going to ask anyone for it. I just knew I had to do it. Like I just knew I was like I need to hire this coach, uh, but I didn't talk talk to him about it um, <laughs> right away. And then I told him, and he was so supportive. He's like, I trust you. He's like, you're so intuitive. If this is what you need to do, yeah. go for it. I would do it again. I would pay double what I paid for. It was the most I, – I, I still like, – I remember just, like, shaking and being, mm-hmm. like, so scared. Like, I have no idea how I'm going to pay this off, but I'm going to do it. Um, and I made that intention. I'm like, by the end, when I bring on my first, like, group of clients, I'm going to pay off this coach. Yeah. And I did that and then some because I just – I knew. I was like, if this is what I'm supposed to do, I know I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I was tired of letting money be the excuse for not doing things and – by working on my lifestyle habits and just doing this work, I always noticed coming from a scarcity mindset. So, and and Brian really helped me come from a place of abundance because he doesn't have that mindset at all. His dad's sure. an accountant and he's a financial advisor. Oh, so, so, like, they are cash. just, yeah, yep. like, they just have a, such a healthy sure. relationship with money and I didn't. So, I was always like, oh, there's not enough. Mm-hmm. And I was always so afraid of that. Uh, but as I started to shift that mindset, it just, it, totally changed how I showed up in so many areas of my life not just with like money it definitely it with food and relationships and all of the above so it really helps so he's been I mean a huge huge part in that growth and just seeing what he does in his business too because it like there's a lot of alignment with just building relationships with people and clients that's amazing yeah that's incredible I do know what you're saying though that I definitely felt um having a scarcity mindset when it comes to money and feeling like you don't have enough and putting that energy out there that you don't have enough and then you feel like you're digging this hole Mm -hmm. for yourself and Mm -hmm. it just keeps getting worse and worse. Mm -hmm. But when you let go of that worry and let the universe take control of money and like your thoughts about money, abundance starts coming. And you're right, it does start affecting other Mm -hmm. parts of your life like relationships and Mm -hmm. your job and work and I love that. I I always Sam actually, you know Sam from mm-hmm. the Madison. Um, she always says money is abundant and it comes frequently. Yeah. And she's always saying that every single day when she wakes up, and it does, and yeah. it always takes care of you. Totally. It's amazing. Yeah. Um. So your husband, you guys got married, and then you did some traveling. Yeah. I know you love to travel. Yes, we do love to. Where travel. does that play into, um, your experience in educating people? Well, I think it comes. Well, I mean, so. One of the things that I've really started to do is focus on what I value mm-hmm. uh, as a business owner, but then also just in my own personal life. And obviously, there's a lot in alignment. But one of, I mean, my top five adventure is is up there. And I've always been that way. Like, I just love exploring and sure. seeing new places. Um, I've never, I've always lived in Arizona. And I've always, I've kind of come to the 
realization that it's because being here is so easy to access other places that it allows me to do way more than if I live somewhere else um, and so when I both realized we had that in common it just makes things so much fun it's just something about experiencing the newness and stepping away from the usual routine and then coming back with a new perspective I find so it's like it's so exhilarating there's because so there's so much value in that especially with bad habits like if you step away from it even if it's a weekend or Mm -hmm. a week or a month and then you come back and it's like that habit really wasn't working for me like for me it was checking my phone at the stoplight it annoys me (laughs) that I do it so much and then I went away for 30 days barely I disconnected from you know social media I barely used my phone I came back and I instantly started doing it again I was like whoa I don't need that. Yeah, I was like, I don't need that. So those types of things about traveling and adventure really help with, I think, everyday lifestyle because it does make you appreciate um, what you have going on here and what was working and what wasn't. Mm -hmm. And the other side of the coin is just seeing how other cultures do things and how, like, uh, sometimes how much better other cultures do things. And you're like, huh, I want to bring that back. (laughs) Bring uh, it back. Yeah, Yeah, and it just makes you appreciate uh, getting out of your comfort zone and, being able to communicate and maybe not really well, but it makes like for me becoming a really active listener, especially mm-hmm. when, you know, someone has a really thick accent and I'm like, I can't be thinking what I'm going to say next yeah. because I want to actually get what they're saying and have that conversation. I have never, okay, I've done lots of traveling as well and I have never actually thought about that before, but you're so right. Yeah. Like you have to pay attention to what they're saying and instead of thinking about what you're going to say next, you genuinely just pay attention to the words it's crazy mm-hmm. I've actually never thought about You're that like before so that's present. a really interesting perspective yeah that's amazing so it just makes you just very like aware and present because yeah. for me I've always been like oh what am I going to say next and yeah. I've my word this year or yeah 2019 was listen like I just wanted to be a really good mm-hmm. listener and that just kind of has been my common yeah. theme throughout. how do you I mean it might be kind of a difficult question but how did you teach yourself to be a better listener? Like, what are some tricks or tips? Because I, too, am always thinking about what I'm going to say next socially. Like, I'm always skipping my words and tripping mm-hmm. over my words mm-hmm. because I'm always thinking about what I'm going to say and making sure it's the right thing. Mm-hmm. So I could learn from that. <laughs> Do you have any tips? Uh, well, I mean, a couple things because, yeah, for me, I've, like, with ADD, it's just, like, I finish people's sentences yeah. like, and I don't and I don't mean to. So the first thing is just awareness is noticing when you do it. Uh, but there's been a, like one of my favorite books that I read this past year. It's called I Hear You. And I don't even know how it came onto my Audible. I think it was just yeah. like downloaded from the universe. But it was about taking active listening a step further and validating people and actually hearing what they're saying and so they feel understood and that to me was like like mind-blowing I was I listened to it's a really quick read or listen and I listened to it three times because I think the guy is just so he's like I don't have a crazy degree and I this book isn't going to be that long blah 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 I'm just going to give you tangible things that you can do so you can be a better listener and actually hear people yeah Uh, so that was I think a really good catalyst into uh, becoming a better listener but I'm still working on it yeah it's just an awareness and a and a mindfulness and a practice. I would so, love that. Yeah, if you could I will send, send it, it to, you. to me because I would love that. Yes, um, absolutely. So skipping on to the next thing, I know you love to go outside yes. and do lots of hiking. Yes. Where does that play into your coaching and yeah. how you connect with people? 
Well, I mean, just being in nature, it's so grounding. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I am an up in the clouds kind of a gal. Like mm-hmm. I'm just always like, oh, like I've become such a visionary. The being in nature grounds me, and it like brings me really into the present moment. Uh, I listen to music so often when I'm teaching class or playlisting, and I don't listen to music when I hike. Um, I don't listen to music when I run, which people probably think I'm a complete That's psycho. Crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm running a That's amazing. fourteen. I'm running. 24k on Saturday and I will not be have headphones wow <laughs> yeah I'm like I don't know if that's a complete psychopath or whatever no, that's awesome. but um, I just I I really like it because it does it really brings me in the present moment mm-hmm. and it allows me to like be with my thoughts without clinging to them sure. um so that's just my own personal practice but it is a great way to connect with people outside of the normal let's go get coffee or let's go get happy hour and mm-hmm. I, as I get older I'm, I'm transitioning into I want to do something more than just happy hour like I love happy hour I love brunch I love all of that but it's yeah. like kind of finding different things to do and I find outdoor activities are the best for that absolutely mm-hmm. what are your, some of your favorite spots well I love Camelback because okay. it's my backyard like yep. it's down the street from my house and it's just like so easy and uh in the summertime it's great because I get up super early before anyone's there and it's just Mm -hmm. so peaceful now it's a little bit more complicated because there's a lot of people and one of my biggest pet peeves is when people listen to their music without headphones and that seems to happen a lot on Camelback (laughs) so I haven't been doing Camelback as much uh the Phoenix Mountain Preserve is like it's a playground once you find all the different trails like there's a main trail called Trail 100 uh, that Brian introduced me to and I really got into trail running because of him okay Uh, he really liked it and I'd go and sit at his events and I'd be sitting there watching people finish and I'd be like I could actually I'm like why I'm capable of doing this I just always told myself I hate running and then I switched my mindset to like why not like I have a body I'm capable so I just started doing it and I'm obsessed with it so now I go to the Phoenix Mountain Preserve and there are so many trails and I recently kind of you know stars were aligned um synchronicity there's a women's running group called wild wild Roaming women's running and it was started by brie uh and someone that i knew from lululemon and the first time i went to run i was just blown away how many people i knew there yeah. and it was just like like-minded women ready to like you know go sure. and run and get sweaty and Take wake up before the sun comes up and just like do it and it was That's just amazing. so nice to find like-minded people sure. in that way and also because I'm so used to leading things to not be a leader in that okay. is really nice and just to like follow along yeah and, and just enjoy just and enjoy it. yeah, yeah exactly so nice. mm-hmm. do you take clients with you um I've invited clients with me yeah. but they I none have come yet <laughs> but I put it out I mean yeah. I put it out there one of my strengths is includer so okay. I always want people to feel included sure. uh, so I always put it out there but uh, people already think that I'm crazy for waking up at 4.30 every morning. So and do it. I watch yeah. your stories. I mean, you <laughs> utilize social media great when you're on Camelback because I'm always listening to your, like, yeah, my sunrise motivation. motivation. I love it. But yeah. um, well, Keelah and I were literally just talking about it, that Camelback is the best hike to do sunrise hike. But it at is. this time of year, it's so hard. Get there at 4 a.m. I went with my mom and not that long ago, and it's so hard to get on the mountain. We I have know. to, like, Uber from all the way down I the know. street and get over there. But it's a thing. It's nice to get back out and connect in nature and yeah. take a breather. And I like that you don't listen to your music. I don't listen to music either mm-hmm. when I hike or when I run outside. Mm-hmm. Not <laughs> when it's hot outside. I yeah. put my, ear, my, I music, my earbuds <laughs> in because I can't keep track. But yeah. um, being outside and hiking with no headphones is really nice yeah for sure. That's it a good is way to ground yourself it is it's just a nice opportunity to 
I do like this, what are four, if I get in my head about things, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, what are four things that I hear or four yeah. things that I smell or see? So I kind mm-hmm. of do a lot of like mindfulness practice mm-hmm. while I'm doing that. And it just, like I said, it's just so grounding. Sure. And, and feeling yeah. what muscles are working when you're stepping yeah. over certain rocks exactly. or when you're like yeah. feeling when it's cooler out and how your body reacts to it. It's mm-hmm. really cool to bring yourself back into center and be introspective yeah. in that sense. Absolutely. Um. So stepping forward to lifestyle coaching. Mm-hmm as your career what is lifestyle coaching for those who don't know uh so it's I I love get to call it lifestyle coaching because a lot of people are like so you're a life coach and I'm like no I'm not a life coach (laughs) life coach just has a little for me it has like a little bit of a a taboo to it and I feel like it sounds like I'm over here and I figured out life and you're over here and you're like law and that's not what I do at all um lifestyle coaching is a collaboration it's helping i really focus on women because obviously i've been where they've been uh in the sense of just feeling kind of lost and not feeling their best and knowing that something needs to change and needing a little bit more accountability when it comes to habits and lifestyle choices because it's just typically just being a little bit out of alignment with what they want and where they're at and I bridge the gap between it because it's like you know common sense isn't common practice like we all know we should get eight hours of sleep and eat more veggies right and like we know that that it's helpful but it's like why don't we do it because it's not a common practice and what that takes is action step that takes strategy accountability you know Mm -hmm. it's like when you have a big goal it's not necessarily the level of the goal it's just the system that's in place so that's what I do as a lifestyle coach is like we we strategize together so it's way more of a team effort between me and my client absolutely do you find that as since it is a collaboration between you and your client, do you find yourself growing with your client mm-hmm. and as, like individually as you're helping other people? Yeah, well, I mean, that's the one. I mean, there's so many favorite things about what I do, but I didn't even realize that this was going to be one of my favorites is yeah. the magic of mirroring. Like okay. if I'm scattered, my clients are scattered. Like I, it, it really helps hold myself accountable to show up in a way sure. that's like, I don't have it all figured out and I definitely don't claim to have it figured out and I, they know that right off the bat. I'm like, I'm still figuring things out, but I have the tools to bounce back from setbacks and I ha- and that's what I'm there to, to help with. So it is this mirroring type thing that I notice, like if I'm off, sometimes my clients are off and it's sure. like definitely this uh, synchronicity that we have together. So yeah, that's what I do love. It really, it holds me accountable too to like show up because I can't just talk about it. I have to walk the walk, but then also recognize when like I'm not, I'm not doing my best and I'm not feeling like my best self and I don't try to put on a facade that I have it all together. Keeps you back in check. It brings Uh, you right back to you. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I definitely, I don't, I don't have all the, I definitely don't have all the answers, but what I've kind of found is what I feel like I've become is a vessel, like sure. I'm just a vessel of information. Like I've just absorbed like a little sponge, all of this goodness, and I just can't wait to share it with people. Sure. And some things work for some people, some things they don't. Like it's very much like we always try one. Th- it's I always say it's an experiment because mm-hmm. that's what I had to do is like experiment with different things. And if one thing doesn't work, we pivot to another. I always sure. say I'm a GPS system. So we're that. like going down together and it's like, okay, not a dead end, but maybe that's not working. Let's yeah. take a left and we try this. So it's a very much, it's just kind of, it's very fluid. Sure. It's not just like a written out book and you're, you know, yeah. flipping your pages. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not. So and that's the thing. It's, it's catered to everybody's needs. Okay. Like there's so many similarities, sure. but we're definitely in this place where um, we come to like a like like conclusion together and then we create a plan absolutely I think that's 
one of the reasons why I felt so inspired about what you do is that you have a sense of vulnerability that makes people comfortable to Mm -hmm. grow. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's not like she's telling me to do this. So these are the steps I'm going to take. It's just there's a sense of comfortability there. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I admire so much about what you do. I think it's amazing. Um, And I want to ask you, what is your mission? Because I know you've talked a lot about, you know, what you love about lifestyle coaching, Mm -hmm. but what is your, do you feel like you have like a divine purpose? I mean, I feel like my, my, like I've always felt like my purpose is to help people feel good Mm -hmm. about themselves and realize that like everything they need is within them. It's just using the tools to figure that out. I do think we have a lot of the answers, Mm -hmm. if not all of them. It's just been kind of either pushed away or avoided or there's a lot of external noise going on so I really help people kind of quiet down that noise of all the comparison and all the things they should be doing and all of that and just kind of paying attention to what they need um, because that's I think that's where the magic is and I do I also I I believe like the way you take care of anybody else in your life is by taking care of yourself first and my my always my go-to saying is you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah. So if you're constantly giving and giving and giving, but not taking care of yourself, it honestly becomes inauthentic because sure. it's like, yeah, you can be taking care of everyone else, but if you're not taking care of the most important person in your life, which is you, then you're out of no alignment. Yeah, that. no Absolutely. one benefits from that. Are you an empath? Uh, yeah. You are? Yeah. Do you think that affects the way that you coach and the way you connect with people? Um, Yes, I, I mean, I, I, I've developed that way more. Okay. Uh, for a long time, I wasn't. I'm compassionate, but I also, because I didn't want to deal with bad feelings for a long time because I was like, I always have to be happy. Mm-hmm. I, it was hard for me to recognize the darkness that I sure. felt or the bad feelings that I felt. So I was more, like, sensitive and, like, compassionate. But as I've started to tap into those areas of myself that are, like, you know, not always positive and happy, mm-hmm. it's allowed me to open up way more and be more empathetic and understand where people are coming from absolutely uh, so yeah I've, I've evolved into that but it wasn't always because I always I had a shield up because I like didn't want to feel those bad feelings and yeah. I wasn't actually capable of feeling that way because I had put up a big wall around my heart for so long mm-hmm. how did you take that wall down how do you bring yourself back to center when you've feel that way uh well I mean a lot of different things doing this work for myself um I've been going to kinfolk which is like a gentle chiropractor right next to body uh, and they do they work with the nervous system and uh, the trauma that you've gone through and held on to stored energy in your body and they get you back into alignment so that's been really helpful and it's just like bringing awareness Mm -hmm. to it and no longer ignoring because for the reason why and going back to the beginning of my story, uh, a lot of the self-sabotage and destructive behavior that I was doing was um, because I was avoiding. And mm-hmm. the thing about avoidance is it doesn't go anywhere. Sure. It just shows up in different ways in your life. So for me, it was just showing up with this self-destructive behavior. Okay. So I, once I started to recognize my pattern and my vicious cycle and I was able to break the cycle by changing something in it, that's when things kind of started to shift. But now it's like looking back and connecting the dots. I'm like, sure. oh, this is that's all making so doing. much I get sense. it now. <laughs> yeah, but it's not even – it's like not being ashamed of it yeah. anymore. It's just more being like, okay, this that's makes sense. Yeah, that's what this was and this mm-hmm. is what I'm doing now and it's like it's awesome because it just it's a very liberating feeling absolutely and it probably feels good for your clients once they've hit that yeah as well yeah and that's like I get it I'm like oh I know it's yeah yeah absolutely yeah so I want to I know that there is obviously a huge difference between 
therapy and mm-hmm. lifestyle coaching, but I know yes. that there's kind of yeah. a misunderstanding between the two. <laughs> yes. Do you mind just kind of uh, differentiating yeah. this? That's a great Great question. I'm glad you brought that up because there is a huge fine line. And uh, I always tell my clients, and they know in the beginning, I'm like, I'll let you know when it's outside of my scope of practice because this is what I do. Like I do lifestyle habit. Like I can help you create a plan and hone in on certain behaviors that you don't necessarily like and like kind of focus that way. But as soon Mm -hmm. as it crosses the line into more family stuff or anything more personal where it's like like therapy is more needed I always suggest it I'll be like and I'll let clients know but I mean one of the biggest difference that I've noticed is just therapy is a lot of talking which is necessary to like get it out and process Um, with with coaching there's more action like it's there's the action step so it's great like a lot like having that alignment with having a therapist and a coach is amazing if you really want to dive into like getting your life like you know 10x like just being on top of the world is because you have that space to like get it out and kind of figure out where it's coming from inner child work all of that and then going to meet a coach and being like okay this is what's going on and we're like all right let's take these action steps for you so there is a lot of um, parallel which is awesome and I love when my clients see a therapist because there is like it's like that side is taken care of so we can really focus on the accountability mm-hmm. yeah, yeah the accountability and the follow-through Absolutely, that makes sense mm-hmm. so who would be a good candidate for your coaching I mean honestly anyone that just wants to level up their health and happiness sure. like it's all connected health happiness all of that is one in the same sure. you know it's taking care of yourself mind body and soul all things are connected your thoughts and your body everything that you do everything you put into your body every book you read every person you hang out with all of that it's all connected so anyone that's like feeling kind of in a funk or lost or not feeling like themselves sometimes all you just need is someone to believe in you or like kind of give that extra support or guidance and know it's like I'm not alone in this because there are so many similarities I really don't think we're meant to do things I mean I know we're not meant to do things alone sure absolutely um so do you feel like you have a different approach than other lifestyle coaches? Or are you like, I mean, because I've heard life coaching before, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I've never really heard of a lifestyle yeah. coach until I met you. Yeah. So are there other ones like you? Or are you like- <laughs> well, okay. So a little backstory. So uh, I'm, you know, my official title is health coach. Okay. Right. So I graduated. I did those two different, I did the sports medicine and then I did the holistic and holistic was way more what I was drawn to. Okay. But I really, writing people a meal plan is just it's if you don't figure out what else is going on it's completely pointless 100% so I when I started I was like yeah health coach and I was doing meal plans and they weren't following them and I was like oh my god like like why are you following them but I'm like I know why you're not following them I don't follow them because I have x y and z so there's there's two types of foods groups so there are primary foods and secondary food and secondary food is the food on your plate so it's like whatever you're eating and then your primary food is all the other areas of your life so it's relationships career social life joy health physical activity home environment home cooking that's your primary food so if there's an imbalance in primary food there's going to be an imbalance in on your secondary food so if you're not in a loving relationship or you're in a toxic relationship and you're coming home and eating chocolate every single night or you're binge eating or you're eating a whole bag of chips there's a there's a connection there so once I kind of understood that I was like oh like this is more of a overall general lifestyle it's not just health 
Gotcha. And it's okay. not just nutrition. So do you write nutrition plans for no. clients? You don't. Okay. No, I did. Did you used to? I okay. did. Gotcha. That makes and sense. And it was a complete waste of time on both of our ends. Yeah. Okay. Because it's always <laughs> the root of it, right? It's, Rather yeah. than it's always like so. I always say like with lifestyle, health coaching, all of that, we get to the root of it. A okay. lot of times, it's just there's a band-aid that's put on it Mm -hmm. it's like oh follow this plan and people will follow it for a little bit and they'll get results and then they'll lose 10 pounds and be like I got this I don't need to do anything else and then all of a sudden something will happen and they'll just go right back into their cycle and that's how that's what was happening for me so when I had that epiphany within my own life that's when I was like oh I'm not the only one experiencing this Mm -hmm. how am I going to help other people and how am I going to get through to them in a way that is way more catered to their needs than just a cookie cutter follow this keto plan or follow follow this or let me count your macros and I did that in the beginning but oh my gosh it was it was just a waste of everybody's time because I mean eating just in general dieting it's a vicious cycle it is you know and every I think everybody deals with it Mm -hmm. you know I I don't think there's anyone who doesn't struggle with that right um so I like that you take an approach where you go for the root first Mm -hmm. and then do you also help kind of give suggestions oh all the time I have clients be like I'm at Dave and Buster's and they send me the menu and they ask for a suggestion like I, I love doing I that because I do yeah. it anyway and Absolutely. that's like what I've always enjoyed doing yeah uh, so I have people do that once we get to the root of things okay. but it's like all the connection with the mindless eating with an emotional connection to it mm-hmm. that's that's what I was going through like okay. I, I was it, there's just this whole correlation with it and it's always it's a symptom okay. so it's getting to the root of it and taking care of that and then the nutrition just falls into place when people get in a really good headspace and they're in a flow and they're taking care of yeah. themselves they want to eat vegetables because it makes them feel good yeah. but if you don't feel good you won't you're going to eat things that feed into that negativity sure. and feed into not feeling good so it's just creating a really good foundation for um that and like just yeah. a healthy mindset creating those better mm-hmm. habits. yeah so step one as you said, it's like awareness and mm-hmm. understanding where your cycles are coming from in your root. Step two is, you know, making those suggestions and starting to work on those things. Step three, how do you keep people motivated mm-hmm. and keep people, I guess, excited and wanting to keep doing mm-hmm. what they're doing? Well, I mean, I think the thing the first thing is um, you got to have skin in the game. Yeah. So it's like when you invest in yourself and you pay for help – I mean, I know in my experience, you're going to follow through with sure. it. It's oh, just like 100%. you got to have skin in the game. Yep. Um, if you don't, it's way less likely you'll fall off, right? Yeah. And then it's having the tools to know when you can bounce back. Like yeah. I, I've had client with me for almost over a year. We celebrated our anniversary a couple weeks ago, oh. and um, she has all the tools. So sometimes she'll reach out to me like frustrated, and before I can even respond to her, she will be like, basically coached herself yeah she's like great talk like I didn't have to say a single thing (laughs) because it was all the things that like she has all the tools it's just believing and like knowing what to do or knowing when to use a certain tool or this or that so I think once people so when your norm is not feeling good whatever capacity if you're unhappy or you're unhealthy or a little bit of both or a lot of it of both um, once you get a taste of what it's like to actually feel good and be mm-hmm. in a flow and be in a positive headspace and have positive thoughts more frequently than not, 
once you fall back into those bad habits, you know what it's like to be over here. Mm -hmm. So you want to get back there because you actually have a new norm. So when your norm is just not, it's just like, meh. It's like, okay, I can just stay here. But when you get a taste of it, which in a short period of time, you can get a little glimpse of what that's like. People are way more likely to get back on track because you know how to get there. So it's like there's going to be setbacks because that's life and change is not linear. It's a roller coaster and you're here and you're there and you're up and down. And uh, but to know how good it is to feel that good it's like oh okay I know I know how to get back to that place I have been um I mean my whole life I've dealt with binge eating issues and just certain emotional issues with food and not having a healthy relationship with food and I would go through the cycles too Mm -hmm. you know I need to work out this hard seven days a week and eat these foods and I'll feel better about everything in my life everything's just going to get better Mm -hmm. and it doesn't unless you find you know the root and Mm -hmm. I didn't really I I mean I didn't I kind of came to my realization just a couple of months ago Mm -hmm. I've been working through some health issues and Brooke has been helping me and like you said I've invested so much money into you know things that make me feel better and focusing on the healing of my body Mm -hmm. but not really worrying about how I look or what the kind of exercises I'm doing to put into it and Mm -hmm. I started to just feel better and feel better about myself and naturally I've was looking better and feeling glowier and happier and that became my norm and the past couple of weeks I've we've opened up Ganey so mm-hmm. I've been like super stressed out mm-hmm. and not really following that and I feel out of my funk mm-hmm. but I'm not in a cycle where I'm like okay I need to keep working out and keep mm-hmm. doing this I, I know that that's my norm now and I just want to get back there but mm-hmm. like you said a big part of that was I spent so much money on all my supplements mm-hmm. and treating myself mm-hmm. that I'm like okay yeah that was an investment we mm-hmm. gotta go back there mm-hmm. but it's cool because everybody has that inside of them to Mm -hmm. find that balance but it really helps to have someone as your mentor bring Mm -hmm. them to that spot as like we were talking about with Alex on our last podcast you were you know Mm -hmm. so lovely I adore her so much but you know you helped her get Mm -hmm. you know to that spot where she felt confident to you know catalyst herself Mm -hmm. and push herself forward so I love that you're also a friend Mm -hmm. to people and to your clients to get them to that spot Mm -hmm. as Brooke was for me and as you were to Alex. So I really admire that about your practice as well. I appreciate that. I think that's a really big part. I'm so glad you brought that up. Like to have that person, it's like, it's you just like need to have it pulled out of you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's kind of what educators do Mm -hmm. is they like give you the space to like get it out because it's there and it's funny because when I first started teaching spin I remember this moment like it was yesterday I was still so timid and afraid when I was on the bike I was like in the zone and Brian Whitley took my class and he probably (laughs) doesn't even remember this but it was when we had to like review our instructors whatever and I was so scared I like (laughs) wanted to throw up I was so nervous and after class he came up to me and he was like you have it he's like there's something within you he's like Mm -hmm. I can just sense it and I just was like whoa I still didn't understand my left and right foot and like the mirroring yeah I was like I was so like oh I do I have it in me but I remember that moment and that's what I feel like has shifted for me with in my clients I meet with people and I'm like like I see it it yeah it's it's really fascinating I don't know if that's just my intuitiveness Mm -hmm. but um yeah I meet with people and I just see their potential the moment I meet with them I'm like oh my gosh you're gonna do and I say it in my head because I'm like don't want to get too ahead of myself but Mm -hmm. I like see kind of where they're going Mm -hmm. just based off of what they tell me what they want and it's it's exciting that I mean that's such a special part about what you do is that you're not just an educator you're a guide and by you being able to see that in people and 
you know, just kind of slowly pushing it out of them. You're not like teaching them, you know, mm-hmm, and you're not mm-hmm. just giving them information. It's, yeah. It's like a guiding process. Yeah, it's like a and gentle little like, hey. like a little nudge. Yeah. yeah, but you're also a cheerleader. It's a very like know? kind, loving nudge. Yeah. Sometimes there's tough love involved. Absolutely. But yeah. So what do your sessions look like with your clients? Like mm-hmm. an average session sitting down with somebody. Uh, what do you well, it's uh, the first. So the first meeting is 90 minutes. So it's a deep okay. dive. It's a discovery. We kind of figure out what's going on turn our focus because there's a lot of things that people want to work on but it's like I believe you can do it all just not all at once so Mm -hmm. we kind of prioritize and focus on one thing and go through the process that way so then once we kind of get that down the sessions focus on figuring out what is important to them what they value creating a vision of like who the type of person they want to be Mm -hmm. and then create like reverse engineering it so we look at where they want to be take the action steps to get there so then we create like this big overall goal and then we make that big scary goal into small little tangible steps so it's just like showing up a little bit every single day and then eventually whether it's in three months six months a year from now as long as you keep working towards it it will eventually happen so it's not so much focused on an end goal I'm always like it's all about the process and okay. like fall in love with the process because that's where the good stuff is sure. it's like these steps so every session is about the process okay. so I I don't we don't finish up a session we always start a session with um, a win I'm like we always start with something positive I'm like mm-hmm. okay even if they just want to go I'm like yeah. I, like <laughs> spit it, out spit it all out yeah. I'm like hold up before we get into that I want to know something good that's yeah. happened today so we start there and then at the end we always fit, follow up with an action step okay. Um, and it's just something tangible that the following week or if we meet weekly, if we meet bi-weekly, we can follow up and be like, okay, how'd it go? And yeah. then if they didn't do it, it's no big deal. It's like, why not? And we talk about it. We talk about the roadblocks that happen. And it's like, all right, let's strategize. Pull out your calendar. Let's schedule it. Do you need okay. me to like, are you going to check in with me? So it's very much like depends on. Depends on the type of person. Yeah, no, absolutely. Some people are like, hold my hand every step of the way. Others are like, I got this. I got this. Just check in with me. Hold me accountable. Yeah. Do you have clients write down, like, journal and keep track of their progress? Yeah. Yeah, so we have journaling, gratitudes, progress, like, just all of of the things. Do you ever have clients that come to you and just – maybe they don't have, like, a certain goal or certain aspects they want to improve on, but just – come to you and they're like, I just want to be happy. Mm-hmm. You know, do you ever? Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, y- yes, yes, but there's always something. What is what is happiness? What is happiness? Yeah. To me, happiness is when you're working towards your full potential. Okay. I think a lot of times people are caught up in the, well, once I have this, then I'll be happy. It's like once I'll lose weight, then I'll be happy. Or once I get the promotion mm-hmm. or once I get the car. But all those things happen and then the happiness wears off. Okay. Uh, so it's like – that chasing the carrot mentality is mm-hmm. like what keeps people on I call it like the hamster wheel of life. So for me it's just like taking those steps. I think happiness is a habit and it's just doing little things every day that make you feel good about yourself. Sure. So whether that's working out or journaling or reading or laying on the couch and just relaxing or um, watching the cloud like I, yeah. I don't know it's just like things that make yourself feel good and like that's how you fulfill that potential. Okay. What does it look like to you? What are some things that make you happy? Oh, man. <laughs> a lot of things make me happy. Um, sunshine. Like, yeah. number one. Yep. If I'm feeling down, I just have to go get some vitamin D. Yep. And I just – it's like my You live recharge. in a good state for Yeah, it. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, that's my recharge. Like, I feel like Mario when he has, like, a like a mushroom. Like, that's what I feel like when I go in the sun. Yep. I just, like, power up. Uh, sunshine, for sure. Spending quality time um, with – 
Brian and friends mm. and family. Like that brings me so much happiness. Music. Oh my gosh. Like music is everything yeah. to me. It just like lights me up. I'm always singing songs. Like it's either about ordinary life or I just, <laughs> I'll just make my own lyrics to things. Um, I love that. Just, yeah. Like those are, those are things that make me okay. really, really happy. I'm trying to think of like other really random things that bring me, I, I really think it's the little things too. Sure. It's like little random nuances in life that just make me smile yep Um, I um growing up my mom I always it was always those little things that you know I've always focused on and making myself mm -hmm. happy I I understand that and I know one of the funniest ones is that every time my mom would take me to Costco they have this pack of KB socks is what they're called and there's like a 10 pack of socks and I would just a new pack of socks is like my one thing that I'm like, that is my little happy right there. That could just brighten up a whole year right? for me. I love it. It's a, it's the best. It's those yeah. little things. Totally. Yep. Like I was th- thinking of like a perfectly cut avocado. Yep. Yep. That I, like I remember when I first started dating Brian, I sent him a picture of like the most perfect avocado. Yep. And we, it just was one of those things. I was like, this, this is happiness. Happy. Yeah. But yep. it's just those little moments. You know, yeah. I think a lot of times people think that it has to be some like big crazy Mm -hmm. life-changing thing to be happy and it's Mm -hmm. like no you can just choose happiness in any given moment as long as you're like doing the things that make you feel good absolutely so I started noticing as I I actually took a mindfulness course in my last semester of college I'm so glad that ASU offered that but where was I during that time I know I'm I had no idea it was a thing until my friends were telling me that it was awesome it was the greatest class but one of our courses as we started learning about being intuitively mindful was starting to keep track and document things that made you happy throughout mm-hmm. your day, just like little moments. Mm-hmm. And I started realizing every time I wanted to take a picture of something or like document it or post it somewhere or like it would light up in my head, I'm like, those are my little happies. Like these things make me happy, but mm-hmm. you know, you don't think about it when you're going through your day. So mm-hmm. I started noticing now, mm-hmm. ever since I took that class, if I go to take a picture of something, I'm like, oh, I like that. I'm like, and to remember it, I'm like, that made me happy. Yeah. And I'm like, it's just those little tiny things. Totally. Um, I love that. But for listeners who maybe want to evaluate their happiness and kind of figure out little things that make them happy, how would you give – what is some advice that you would give a listener on how to start evaluating their happiness? Well, it's like getting – checking in with your beliefs. Okay. It's like if you're finding yourself like, I should be doing this, that's someone else's belief. Okay. Or I need to do this, that's someone else's belief. Those are just those tricky things and we've sometimes – take on those around us that believe Mm -hmm. certain things so I think if you're feeling kind of like at like not happy it's Mm -hmm. seeing like where you're out of alignment in those beliefs Uh, and then again going into that if you're like well once I get this then that's that will be it it's like kind of paying attention and bringing awareness to those types of thoughts and behaviors but I really think that it just comes down to recognizing in any moment you get to choose yeah and you know with happiness and positivity you know sometimes it feels kind of fluffy and what you know but the truth is if you can have that rational optimism knowing that like you're in control of how you behave and how you feel it's like yeah there are there's a lot of terrible things that happen around and there's some things that are beyond control your control and if you let go of that and you stop focusing on what you can can't control and focus on what you can control that's how you can switch around your happiness because that sense of unhappiness or anxiety or stress comes from that lack of control absolutely so as a part of taking control as you're saying 
I think a big part of that is self-love, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, absolutely. rituals and creating that mm-hmm. self-love. What are some of the rituals that maybe you suggest to clients or that you even do for yourself to practice self-love? Totally. I mean, so I think with self-love, it comes down to, I mean, this, I could talk about this for, I could talk about this for hours, so <laughs> I'll try to keep it short because uh, self-love is the foundation sure. to happiness and it is uh, why we do everything and self-love comes down to self-acceptance and it's just honoring the parts of yourself that aren't necessarily your most favored parts but it's just being okay with that and knowing you can evolve but it's not trying to like shove those parts away so self-love is just honoring where you're at and who you are and um, acknowledging that about yourself Uh, but you know I think self-love and self-care kind of get mixed up okay because it's like if you're not loving yourself and accepting who you are but you're trying to do like Epsom salt bath or like get your nails done your hair done but you're still sitting there being really hard on yourself and not loving yourself Mm and saying all these terrible things and not feeling good Mm -hmm. enough and whatever else comes with that then there's a huge separation between the two I'm so glad that you said that because when I hear the word self-love I think of rituals and Mm -hmm. things that I can do to make myself feel like I'm loved but very rarely does self-love be recognized as actually realizing what you love about yourself Mm -hmm. so I'm glad that you said that because I didn't think about it that way but you're you're right yeah um I had to I had to figure that out too because I never really realized that either but once I traced back again to the beginning of my story I was like oh I wasn't really loving myself yeah like I wasn't actually I didn't like I didn't like myself at all. That's why I was not treating myself well. Sure, absolutely. But I'm not I mean self-care is a big part of it too and choosing to do things that make yeah. you feel good and surrounding yourself with people mm-hmm. that fuel you and make you happy and they don't suck the energy out of you. I think the two biggest self-love like rituals that I can suggest are um learning to say no. Okay. Like <laughs> Um, like saying yes when you mean yes and no when you mean no and just creating those boundaries because that to me is one of the best self-love practices you could ever fall into because a lot of times we feel so depleted because we're constantly giving and it goes back to not being able to pour Mm -hmm. from an empty cup absolutely so it's um, that is a huge 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 one but then I would say another self-love ritual is paying attention to what you put in your body like there's I a huge connection with that too again through my experience that's when I started being really nice to myself Mm -hmm. when I was eating whole food and actually taking care of myself and not partying all the time I'm like wow I am so much nicer when I'm not (laughs) when I'm in a good headspace (laughs) who would have thought you know you can kind of try to keep those separate for so long but you know you get to a point where it's like ugh, like I don't like this anymore and then you just kind of start to chip away at it and yeah I think I really like how you talked about setting boundaries as a part of self-love. I definitely struggle with that. Mm -hmm. I understand that. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to say no. I say yes to everything. Mm -hmm. And I get like on a high. I'm Mm -hmm. like, yes, yes, yes. I can do it all. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so tired. Uh Like, I don't like, there's nothing inside of me anymore. Mm -hmm. And building that back up and setting those boundaries. Do you have, like, how do you say no? Like, how do you set those boundaries? When do you know that you need to build that wall and say, okay, I got to stop? Oh, it's a gut. If I, if someone asks me something and I am instantly like, no, but then yeah. I say yes, it's just, I, you feel it the whole entire time. Yep. You know? It's, it's a so, gut feeling. It's a gut, yeah. So you just have okay. to do a gut check. And it's also not being like, I'm not going to spend any time doing this or, you know, it's just knowing when enough is enough. Yeah. Um, I am a recovering people pleaser. I wanted to do, I, 
I wanted to do it all. I hated being alone, so I would say yes to everything. I'd rather be completely depleted, spending my time doing so much than being alone with myself. Sure. But once I really started to practice self-love and accept who I was, that's when I felt way more comfortable saying no. Because yeah. I was like – and it, and people like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like, I got it. I got yeah. you. And, and it's not like you have to explain yourself. Mm-hmm. It's just like I, I'm, I have so much going on right now. This is my capacity. I'd love to, like – follow up with you in a week or this or that sure. because it's not that you don't want to do all, it all it's just knowing when your body needs a break and Absolutely. your mind that's another big one too is even when you learn to say no is not having to explain yourself when yeah. you say like no. feeling that like guilty like, yep, like I'm so oh, sorry. I said, no I did I it but like here's okay. why I should say yeah no. exactly. yeah <laughs> that's a hard thing it. that's a really hard thing to get over because you don't really need that justification no. definitely not it's okay you know if people are like oh I can't believe and then you can then you can be like hey this is where I'm coming from yeah everyone understands yeah you know and like, if they the don't then that that's more happen. of a reflection on them and not you yeah sure. absolutely for sure okay so I'm really excited to talk about the Madison yeah. because I love the Madison with my whole heart <laughs> that's, how we met. that's how we met <laughs> um so how did you start with the Madison? What's your story with the Madison? So the Madison, oh man, that place changed my life. Yep. It changed the trajectory of my life for sure. Like I've said, everything that just, things have just fallen into my lap. And the Madison was one of those things. So Harmony, who's my mentor, she, I've been taking her class at the village, um, way back in the day and mm-hmm. I used to make her CDs I would burn her CDs so and I, she'd play them in class and I'd just be so happy and I remember one day she came up to me after class and was like have you ever thought about teaching and I said absolutely not <laughs> no, no. I, just, I would never imagine teaching or being in front of people she's like well I think you'd be really good at it and that's all she had to say for me to be like whoa like this I idolized yeah. her I would wake up at 5 a.m. to call the village to get my spot because I just yeah. loved everything about her and what she did in her class and all of that. Anyway, long story short, I was like, okay, she saw something in me. I'm going to, I'm going to just see, going to do go do training. So I went to Las Vegas where all the great spin instructors go to get trained by Mad Dog. Is it really? Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know. That's just back in the day. Like that's how you got certified. You go to Las Vegas for a weekend. I love, I didn't realize. Oh yeah. I went with Harmony and Andrew and Lori and like, it was like the OGs of the Madison. It was the OGs of the Madison and then me. I had no idea what I was doing. I'm like, who am I? Like I had, it was so bizarre. So I did that and that was fine. Whatever. Then I went to Israel for a, a little bit and came back and Harmony reached out to me. She's like, hey, like, do you want to like practice? And I was like, mm-hmm. sure. So in, so across the street from the word the Madison is now where I think there's uh, like Club Pilates, that area, yep. there's, they had a little office building that was the original own base. And I taught little classes in there Did and really? to like Alex Austin, who was like my yoga. I, it was just the most yeah. wild experience of my life. I blacked out every time I taught to them. But for some reason, Harmony kept calling me back and was like, all right, let's practice again. She yeah. tried to teach me music counts. I didn't understand it, but I just kept <laughs> showing up because I was, I don't know. I felt like an external force was pulling me forward. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they offered me Tuesday, Thursday, 6 a.m., <laughs> I had never woken up past like 11 in my yeah. life. So when my mom, when I told my mom, she's like, you know, you're going to have to wake up to teach those classes. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'm going to figure that out. But I did it. And it like that changed my life too. Yeah. I'm a morning person now. It's just like, has changed everything for me. Mm-hmm. It allowed me to find my voice, um, to speak up, to share my energy, to be okay with being in front of people yeah. when I was so scared to be seen or heard. Mm-hmm. So it allowed me to really like, step into who I wanted to be, which ultimately led me to coaching. So yeah. I managed at the Madison for a while. Okay. 
and I actually had the um, opportunity to hire and train our Tempe staff. So a lot of the instructors there were like, they're like my babies. Like yeah. I trained all of them and I was the best part of my job. I, and I was, I was a coach. I yeah. was leading them. And then that like, that was a part of this whole process. Yep. Um, and that, but that's when I hit my ceiling. There was no growth. Okay. And the people that were um, working with me, like they had no growth because I wasn't growing. So it was just kind of at a standstill. So that's when I kind of had to make a change and start my own path because there's right. only so much training and managing that you can do until you outgrow a position. Mm-hmm. And so I started coaching as a side hustle mm-hmm. and it just did, it was doing so well that I knew I was like, if I want to make this a thing, I have to jump in yep. full force. That's uh, but I mean, the Madison is like that, it's like a huge part of my heart because it taught me so much about myself and what I wanted to do and who I wanted to be. Sure. And, and just, harmony as well, you yeah. know, bringing you to that and spot. You must have a special Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, yeah, Harm is, like, she's my rock and all of that. And it's cool because the way that she saw things in me is the way I, I saw instructors, too. So sure. I would have people take class, and I'd be like, you, yep. like, you're going to teach one day. And it was, it's so – and now those instructors are the ones doing that. So, yeah. again, it's, like, kind of, like, creating – did you do that with Haley? Was that um, who it was? Yeah, I did okay. it with Haley, Michaela, yeah. Mike, like, Sav. Oh, my – like, they're all just – and they're so special yeah. to me. And I, like, I see them doing so well, and it just makes me so happy. Yeah. And that's when I realized, I was like, I don't want to be, like – this head instructor. Yeah. I don't want to be, I want to be the person like helping people yeah. it's get the ripple there. Effect. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just took that and created my own thing. Yeah. I, guess. Yeah, the, I mean, the Madison is such a special place and it's, I love hearing you talk about your story with the Madison yeah. because, and I didn't, you know, I was, I've only been spinning for so long, but I remember I lived in Hossy dorms and my car, I didn't get a parking pass on time when I moved to school so my car was all the way at Packard by Wells Fargo Stadium and I was riding my bike to my car at like 4 30 in the morning to get there on time (laughs) to drive to the Madison to get to your 6 a.m classes every Tuesday and Thursday Mm -hmm. but like being in the classes they make you feel alive Mm -hmm. you know and it's crazy what it does to you Mm -hmm. you know I I didn't realize that exercise (laughs) it doesn't feel like exercise to me it just it feels like an escape Mm -hmm. and it's I love that not only you, but other instructors and just the company as a whole creates that safe space for people mm-hmm. yeah. to let out their emotion. I can't tell you how many times I've cried in class yeah, before because <laughs> it's an emotional release. It's emotional. Yeah. It's an emotional release. It, it, it feels good. And so, yeah, I love that that's where the background of, you yeah, know, it's this crazy. came from for oh, you. Oh, for sure. I yeah. w- if, if it wasn't for the Madison or teaching, I would definitely not be yeah. starting a coaching business sure. or even have the capacity yeah. to do that. It's like everything along my journey, like my path, even working at Lululemon, Lululemon gave me the tools when the Madison called me to ask if I wanted to manage an open Tempe. Mm-hmm. I was like, I have no idea <laughs> how I'm going to do that. I've never opened. Yeah. But I was like, okay, let's just do it. it. And then same thing with coaching. I'm like, I have no idea how to start a business. I, in fact, remember specifically being like, I could never start a business. That's not me. And here I am, like doing spreadsheets and having yep. my own PL meetings with myself and like doing all these things. <laughs> and I'm like, what I'm is a going on? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like owning it, yeah. and, which is bizarre and it's yeah. even weird to say, but it feels right. Yeah. But that's just kind of how things, it's just if you just trust things are coming your way and you put in the work, it's not like I'm sitting there wishing for things to happen. I'm mm-hmm. showing up every working day hard. and <laughs> working for it. But it does get to a place where you're just like, okay, yeah. let's just go for it. So, uh, yeah, the Madison and the community that's created the people. I've met some of my 
best friends in the whole entire world Mm -hmm. at the Madison and the community that we've created there is just so it's very unique and it's special um and just yeah it's so strong of it yeah it's fun it's so strong I love the community at the Madison and I love that the community is different at each of your locations Mm -hmm. but it's still the same vibration yeah at every single location it's amazing it's a high vibe it is so Talking about your classes, favorite yeah. music vibes for class? Uh, well, I mean, I've evolved. I mean, it's funny. I've evolved a lot with my music vibes as yeah. I've gotten older, but I've always had this, like, I'm I'm old school yeah. in so many ways. So, like, whether it's old school rap remixed or some mm. sort of disco remix, like, that's just who I am. Yeah. Like, I'm very groovy and funky and very eclectic. Yep. I always joke and say my class is like a box of chocolates because <laughs> you're never going to know what you're going to get because there's uh-uh. always something very random, uh-huh. but it's just how I'm feeling and I'm just, yeah. like, going for it I just want to make people smile like sure. when I see people smiling in class I'm like yes yeah. like I don't care if you're having a shit day before you walk in those doors as soon as you enter the room you know there's something going to change yeah obviously it's the energy but it's also just moving your butt like changing your state of being is the best way to shake out any sure. like negative energy vibrating like. and mm-hmm. letting it out it feels yeah. good yeah. what are some songs you're playing right now in your classes um what am i some songs what did i play i remember when you today? first played chromeo oh yeah I, I died i was I like played chromeo a lot back dope. in the day <laughs> oh, i loved chromeo yep. where did chromeo go they I had their know. moment um what am i playing right now i have to think about that I have so many playlists. But when I first started, I would spend so much time playlisting. Really? Oh, yeah. Do you still spend a lot of time playlisting? I still, yeah. I feel like your music switches up a lot. I switch it up all the time just for my own. But um, I have, like, a a system down. I'm trying to think. What was my favorite song that I played today? Uh, There's this DJ called Purple Disco Machine. Uh I'm just, I just love disco. Yeah. Like, I just, You are a disco queen. I love disco. I've always loved disco. (laughs) So anything that has a disco twist on it, I'm... Yeah. Did you grow up listening to disco? Yeah. Yeah. I grew up listening to disco oldies. I've, yeah. Yeah. I love, like, I love Hall and, Oates, Hall and Oates. So if I find remixes to Hall and Oates, I'm like, oh, yeah. done. Or Biggie. Like, yep. I love, like, that was just what I grew up listening to. And there's some wonderful DJs out there that are brilliant and sure. remix. So I'm all about that. I did just go see Rufus to Soul. So I would, I mean, Rufus <gasps> is definitely my favorite. Where did you see Rufus? Red Rocks. It was. I'm so it jealous. Was it was a surprise oh my birthday gosh. gift. It was, was it really? Yeah, from for my birthday. It was so fun. That's who took you for Brian. Oh, yeah. that's so sweet. It was like to pull off a midweek show yeah. was like. But I'm like that's that's, that's what I wanted yeah. to create for myself was sure. just a life that I had freedom. Sure. And that was like my biggest, like, uh, one of my biggest motivators mm-hmm. to keep going, even mm-hmm. though I had moments of like I have no idea if this is gonna work, and I was. Cr- crying and freaking mm-hmm. out of starting a business and when I was in that at Red Rocks last Wednesday I was like I did that like yeah. this, is, this is what I wanted to create I for myself yep, yeah that's those moments of being so unsure of myself mm-hmm. it's like it pays off yep. that's yeah. amazing congratulations thank you for creating that space still and being work- your own boss I'm still working on it you but are but you're at this place you yeah know, I found that like self-doubt is an indicator that it's yeah. like you're supposed to be doing what you're doing at some time at some moments sure. it's like oh because you deeply care so much about something so yeah, it's just looking back and being like, all the signs were there to just yep. keep going. Little omens that just kept pushing yeah, you just forward. just keep going. Um, I'm really jealous you went to Rufus. I can't uh, stop thinking about well, that. I wanted to go he, Rufus uh, They're coming Rocks for so McDowell in March. Are they really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I Yeah. It was, Rufus they, has a special They had uh, a new light show. It was insane. I was like, every time there'd be like lights, I'd be giggling. Because yeah. it's just light, obviously, in the bathroom. Yeah. Lights <laughs> make me so happy. <laughs> Talk about half Amazing. instant happiness. Yep. <laughs> and at Red Rocks too, that is the most incredible the best menu in thing. the world. By I, far. Hands down, mm-hmm. I will 
stand to that to the day I yeah. die. It is the best venue in mm-hmm. the world to see any show. Oh, absolutely. It's amazing. Absolutely. Um, so speaking of your classes, when do you teach? Where do you mm-hmm. teach? What's your schedule? So my schedule, I'm a 6 a.m. gal. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 6 a.m. at the Madison Phoenix. Okay. And then Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, 6 a.m. Tempe. And then Thursday, 6 p.m. Tempe. Okay. So I teach Monday through Friday. Teach a lot. Yeah, I mean that's half. Time. I used to teach way more than that that's when crazy. I was when I was working full time as yeah. a manager. I was teaching a ton, so I cut that pretty much in half. That's great. You still yeah. on, you're on the schedule. I know. I'm still on that. But I just do you ever get exhausted? Um, no. I just it energizes your me. Your body so just much. like it. it I do. It. I do recovery for yeah. sure. Like I go. I do cold plunge and mm-hmm. all of that. But I it just energizes oh, me. You go so to much. optimize, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm having yeah. Jesse and Michael here tomorrow oh, to nice. talk to oh, them. Cool. Yeah, I'm so oh, they're so great. They're most incredible human beings. Yeah. I love them both. Oh, so that's much. awesome. Yeah. yeah, I saw them both today. Oh, I've yeah. never done a cold plunge. I'm a little bit nervous, oh, but I definitely want to try it. It's absolutely amazing is it really mm-hmm. do i'm you addicted do the to it saunas as well i do it yeah. all i love amazing. it i love the sauna i love the cold plunge yeah. like the cold plunge is a really good mental challenge okay they'll explain it all to you but the there's something about like activating your nervous system and then being able to breathe through sure. that fight or flight that just bring you to this place of just like chill like that's yeah, the only way like i can describe it like at first i'm like oh chill. my god and then i'm like it just, I like smile, like, whoa, it's just a crazy, yeah, like it's a crazy it. feeling. Yeah. And you don't need to be in there long. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you get, yeah, they'll explain it all it's way better than I can talk about <laughs> it, but I'm obsessed with it. I'm so excited to I'm try so, it. I've been dying. Yeah. It's um, good stuff. Speaking of, you know, your coaching and all of your successes so far, you also are starting a podcast yes. am i allowed to announce that <laughs> yeah. and tell people you okay can. okay yeah well yeah now um, it's on itunes thanks <laughs> it's like like how does this work i am out there so excited that you started your podcast do you want to let everyone know kind of what you're doing like yeah. what are you talking about yeah so my podcast is called positively real and it's just real conversations with real people yeah. experts in their field about bringing positivity into everyday life mm-hmm. and tangible actionable steps that you can take to feel good and more positive now Uh, a lot of times with podcasts I get super inspired and I'm like yeah I'll be driving and I'm like ready to make all these changes and then I get to where I'm going and it's out the door so I want it to be really like to the point with the tangible action step whether it's writing in a journal or talking to a friend whatever it is so every episode will have a follow-up action step and they'll be very oh, much to the point so it's kind of interactive like it's yeah more, like, yeah I want it to be it's like kind a... of like live coaching in a yeah. way I'm, I want I'm going to incorporate uh when people write comments if they have questions that they want answered like I want that That's all amazing. the time so we can address those things uh but yeah I'm excited to kind of dive into that I'm a little so bit did you more. ever think you were gonna be on apple podcast uh absolutely not I it's funny because it's been something that's been like poking at me like mm-hmm. I've had people mention it and they're like you should do this and this and I you know I'm, as I've gotten into this world of starting my business I'm like I don't love you know I don't love Instagram mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons I, it's a great platform to mm-hmm. to direct places but I feel like when people are on it they're mindless sure. and it's a distraction and it's kind of mind-numbing in a way if you're not being intentional or at least I know that's how it was for me and you know when you're scrolling through things there might be a positive message but you're not really you're not really listening yeah, to it. Really so I find with podcasts, you have to be, you have to actively search for it and actively listen mm-hmm. as a way to actually learn something. So it's way more 
it makes you like pay attention it allows yeah. you to be more mindful uh, so I don't love you know Instagram videos I mean obviously I do my mountaintop motivation but that's like a quick thing yeah. uh, blogging you know attention span at least for me I if I see a really big paragraph I just want to skim it and get sure. to the point so podcasts just seem to make sense and once that seed was planted it kept getting watered yeah. and watered and I was like you know what those this little just almonds are thing. always Here we go. Out. I'm just going to try it. And yep. I've gotten past this fear of looking bad or not being liked. I always needed everybody to like me. Yep. And I was so scared if I start, if I put it myself out there, there's people that weren't going to like me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'm just not, I may not be everyone's cup of tea. I'm, I'm okay with that yep. now. I wasn't because I needed to please everyone and everything and not like rock the boat or, you know, be too out there or mm-hmm. whatever. And I'm just like, that's just, that's just yeah. not me. I'm, I'm very out there. Yeah. So I'm just going to go for it. <laughs> and I realized that the way that I view things is different than most people, even though I thought that there was a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? Why not? Yeah. We'll see well, what happens. I'm so glad you, people are Brittany's people are gonna eat it up. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I'm if, so excited. Well, I am. If anything, if I'm really excited about it. If one person gets something from it, then I'm happy. That's how I feel with like yeah. anything. I'm like yep. if one person sure. is impacted the slightest bit, or sure. maybe they've heard it 50 times, but it just took the way that I explained it mm-hmm. to really sink in. That's the point. And then they'll share that with someone else. And sometimes it just takes hearing things a different way. Because nothing that I talk about is like groundbreaking. We've all heard these things Mm -hmm. before, but it does help maybe to hear it in a different perspective. And yeah. To see it in a different light. And then it's the ripple effect. Yeah, exactly. So it kind of all funnels back to that. And it's just my way of kind of giving back because things have just been so amazing. And it's like, I want to keep providing that for Mm -hmm. other people. And I've sifted through a lot of different things in my life, so I want to help people, like, maybe fast-track certain things that they don't have to figure out, you know. Absolutely. Well, I think you're doing it on the perfect platform. Yeah. And it's perfect. You're so good at speaking and connecting. It's very nice of you to say. Well, you really are. (laughs) It's taking me some time to get there. Uh, Thank you, though. I will accept that compliment. Thank (laughs) you. You're welcome. You are. You really are. Thanks. So, to book a call with Mm -hmm. you, how would one do that? What's your website? Um, My website is just Brittany King. B-R-I-T-T-N-Y mm-hmm. and no that's not a misspelling that's just how my mom decided to spell my name and make it really complicated on Starbucks cups and my passport my name was spelt wrong was it really yeah every, I'm not gonna lie every time I write your name yeah. down or type it up I'm like I know I my, swear are we yeah. sure there's not an E there okay, yeah there's no not. It's, okay. there's not not an E or an A so it's just b-r-i-t-t-n-y-king.com uh but yeah my my business is silver lining wellness so they're kind of, it's interchangeable but yeah my website and there's a book a call button there okay. you can also find me on instagram same thing Brittany king Perfect. underscore i will respond to and happy to answer any questions yeah. and i want to make sure people know too you're not just local right so you don't just help with yes. people who are in Arizona. Yeah, all over. I got okay. gals all over California, Dallas, Michigan. Uh, yeah. Amazing. It's, it's awesome. It's a really great – I mean, you know, technology sometimes can be really challenging, but we live in a really oh, yeah. amazing day and age to be able to do this, yeah. and I'm very grateful for that. So it's, like, really awesome to, to be able to connect with people all over. Absolutely. Yeah. And then to book a class at the Madison, yes. how would we do that? Uh, on our app, or you can go to the Madison Vibe, and there's three studios. So you have to be specific about which one you choose. But once you go to the website, it's pretty self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's always good easy. to sign up ahead of time. Absolutely sign up ahead of time, unless yeah. you want to be on wait list. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. amazing. And then yeah. I think you, you said your social media handles are already right? Yes. You mainly use Instagram? Yeah, okay. I use Instagram okay. the most, for Perfect. sure. 
beautiful. And then just to close out our conversation, Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you just a closing question. Um, What are some motivating words you'd give someone who's feeling stuck or kind of unmotivated in their spot in life? Um, Well, I would say like where you're at right now isn't where you're going to be. It's like just knowing that Mm -hmm. there's ways to get out of it and there's tools that are at your disposal. It's just ask, ask for help. Find, mm-hmm. like tell a friend that you're feeling a certain way have them hold you accountable reach out and just know that you're not alone and there's always someone out there that's willing and ready to help and serve it always feels good to know that you're not alone yeah, yeah. definitely I think that one of the biggest things is sometimes we get so focused on me it's like when you turn that into a we and it's a, it's a yeah. together it's like that really can help you pull you out of a rut yeah. I think those are beautiful words and you have connected with so many people one of them being myself including Mm -hmm. like the way it's probably so embarrassing but the way Mm -hmm. you talk about harmony is you know the way I talk about you've been so such a light in my life and I'm so grateful that even though you know from afar it has been very impacting on me and I know other people who have also been impacted by you so thank you so much for doing what you do and for sitting down with me on the podcast it's been so much fun um, and I forgot to ask you too, what's your favorite thing from Kaleidoscope? Oh, oh man. Right now I love the red eye smoothie, yep. even though I don't drink <laughs> coffee and it turns me into a complete psycho and I'm like <laughs> bouncing. Yeah, I know, but it's so good. I yep. like bounce off the walls. Um, I also love the cookies. Always. What are your, what's your favorite cookie? Um, I like the, um, coconut one, the, the one that tastes, yeah, it's Same. so good. They taste like little Samoas to yeah, me. Like, yes. they're so a hundred percent um yeah but those are my two favorite things right oh and the egg sandwich that I get that I yep. switch up and I don't know the on the gluten-free bagel yeah the plant lovers with oh, some eggs and yes. oh my gosh yeah. I have your okay, yeah you have guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Britney special <laughs> it's the Britney special that's right oh, that well thank you so for happy. supporting Kaleidoscope yeah, and for supporting Shake Well Don't Settle thanks We're for so having me on the show you. I'm so like humbled that I got yeah. to do this with you I'm so I'm you. like so honored to have you here so thanks. thank you again all right guys thank you for listening we'll catch you next time on shake well done settle if you're thinking about cleansing we recommend our unique juice blends through the cleanse ascension guide because they have have been created to deliver an all-encompassing health approach kaleidoscope's goal is for the customer to become his or own her health advocate by recognizing their own physical and emotional setbacks These barriers all have a unique origin and personal path to recovery. We hope the customer becomes empowered, equipped, and inspired to ascend into their own version of optimal wellness through our juices. We may not be the final or only solution, but we are honored to be a part of your wellness journey. To find this cleanse ascension guide, just go onto our website, kaleidoscope.love, and click on the juice cleanse tab, and you can scroll down to find it. Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening today. We just wanted to take a second and thank all of you for taking the time to listen to our podcast and support us as we grow. If you love this podcast, it would help us out a lot if you could tell a friend or leave a review in the section below. We really appreciate all of your support and value your feedback so much. So don't forget to subscribe, share, and spread all the love.